Hello, my name's Janae, and welcome to Honest 30, where Alex and I talk about different topics in 30 minutes. Awesome. Love being able to sit here with you, Janae, as we kind of get into this discussion, I would guess, as we talk mm-hmm. about relationships. Yes. And uh, in this series of podcasts, we have a couple different topics within the context of relationships we're going to be talking about. Yep. We're going to be talking about relationships as a gift because uh, we believe that you should flourish in your relationships, For that you sure. shouldn't just survive through your relationships, but they we should see them as a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about sexual relationships and really what that means to have a healthy sexual relationship. Yep. We're going to talk about friendship and why friendship is important. And then we're also going to talk about self leadership, which Mm. is the relationship you have with yourself, Mm. how you manage yourself, how you lead yourself and how you manage that relationship. So I love being able to sit here with you and hear your heart and talk to you about these things. Not that we don't talk about these things at home when we're just hanging out, but I feel like now we're just giving this more intentionality to be able to get together and really, I get to hear your heart, your perspective, you get to hear mine and we can kind of share about these topics. Yeah, I think so too. It's funny because today it's probably a good thing that we're talking about this because I don't know about any other couples, but there can be some difficult times and sometimes some tension. I feel like we're just going through a little short time of that. So it's funny that we're talking about this relational stuff. Oh, you're talking about the tension between us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm smiling, but you know what I mean? I, I think it's funny too. I This is the thing is I preached a message two weeks ago about blame it on COVID, mm-hmm. but really the essence of the message is own your toothpaste, yep. which is like when junk comes to the surface, you can't just say, oh, it's because of this person or it's because of my job or it's because of my stress. No, that's you. Yeah. You're the one frustrated. You're the one stressed. You're the one angry. And mm-hmm. this is connected to something inside of you mm-hmm. that is coming to the surface. Yeah. And it's all about how we address it when it comes to the surface. Yeah. Do we allow it to just overwhelm us and take over where actually kind of like we end up in the back seat and then our emotions and our anger take the driver's seat? Mm-hmm. Um, or do we manage it? Do we reconcile it? And do we work it out together? Yeah. And I think that the heart behind all of that, there has to be a motivation on why you wouldn't just let your emotions run rampant in your relationships. And that motivation, in my opinion, is that we need to see relationships as a gift. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they're a gift is because relationships are made up by people Mm -hmm. and people are precious. Yeah. People are precious because they're precious, but more so because they're precious to God. Yeah. Like none of us, no humans were created with like a lesser value because their personality isn't like yours Mm -hmm. or their strengths aren't the same as yours or their weaknesses uh, rub you the wrong way. Those humans are still absolutely valuable. Yeah. Right. And we need to value people and therefore we need to value relationships. And we need to be able to see that if relationships are a gift from God and if people in those relationships are valuable, then why aren't we enjoying them? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we experiencing them and seeing how actually they can create not only a a life of flourishing, but actually we can flourish within those relationships, right? Oftentimes, how do we see relationships? They're a burden. Mm. They're something to be managed. They're something that we have to put up with, right? I don't know. Do you ever feel that way? I mean, yeah, but I think the, for me and probably where everyone kind of 
we have to settle and get our place is that it's worth something. Yeah. Right. A relationship depending, no matter what kind of relationship it's worth something to us in our lives. Right. So, um, yeah, we get to places, I get to places where it's just like, uh, it'd be way easier just to not be in a relationship. Oh yeah. Right. Like, but I know it's worth something. So I continue to grow and work on it because it is worth something. And I do see it as a gift, but sometimes am I like, Oh, I don't want this gift anymore. Sure. But then I'm like, but I really do. Would I no. want to give it away? No. You know what it's like? It's like getting a puppy as a gift. Mm. You're like, oh, this is so beautiful. I love this puppy. But when then the puppy pees all over the couch, you're like, is this still a gift? Yes. I don't know. Can I give it back? Maybe. <laughs> right? But yep. obviously relationships are even more beautiful than a puppy. Uh, but I definitely feel like that sometimes because w- even though relationships can be and should be amazing mm-hmm. and we should flourish in our relationships. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that sometimes there's just junk. Yeah. And there's stuff you got to deal with and you got to own it and you got to work through it. Yeah. Right. And it's not going to deal with itself. Just like the puppy won't automatically just grow out of peeing on the couch. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to deal with the hard work. It has to be consistent. It has to be, it has to be steady and it has to be loving and it has to be with conviction. Yeah. Right. I want to get to a few different things that I wrote down. And these are some things that I know in our relationship are true. And whenever I do counseling for different couples um, and just when I talk to people in general in relationships with family, relationships with kids, I would say that these are the things that can be identified in a healthy, flourishing relationship. But then these are some also some things that can get in the way of a healthy relationship and okay. getting away of your relationship flourishing. It's here. So first I want to talk through some of the things that like really, really are like the attributes of a healthy relationship. And number one, I would say that in a healthy relationship, you see the other person as complementary to you, okay. right? You see their gifts, you see what they bring to the table and you say, wow, I'm glad that they're different than me in this way because they complement me. Yeah, this is right? a hard one. And they help me see you from a greater perspective or a different perspective. Yeah, well, I would say this is a hard one because, I mean, when I know for myself and people I talk with and um, work with and have encountered, we are, I feel like as humans, we try to make every other human like ourselves. Yeah. Like we, we think that like we're the model person. Do you know what I mean? It takes a lot of self-awareness and humility to realize, wow, we're not the center of the universe and we don't have it all together. Like there's differences in people for a reason, right? And obviously I believe that that like God created us that way. And so this can be a hard one because we really have to get into a place to be able to appreciate someone to say, yeah, like their differences are worth something and it's, it's good and valid and yeah it's it's a good thing that we have different types of people but so many times we're trying to make people the same as ourselves we want them to have the same opinions and we want them to do things the same way that we do them talk the same way understand yeah. things the same way um, but it's just not how it is so practically what that looks like would be like this if Janae sits down with me and said hey these are my thoughts these are some things I've been seeing and I just shut those down. I get defensive. I say, that's ridiculous. 
that's going to be really unhealthy for the relationship because I'm completely invalidating her perspective. Yeah. Although it might be way different than mine and it might actually confront mine, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I need to be able to validate it and say, let me take time and listen to you and think through that. Yeah. I don't see it that way. I don't recognize what you recognize. However, I know that my opinion is one sliver of the pie. Yeah. And I need to recognize that and take on your opinion and your perspective and figure out how to reconcile it together. Because when you do that, it's so beautiful. And the picture of that relationship, whatever context it is, whether you're talking to your kids, your spouse, your coworker, all of of a sudden something way more complete can be birthed. When it's not just your idea and your opinion or their idea and their opinion, but you're able to work together and reconcile those things together. Yeah, I mean, and I would say this is something what you're talking about that there was a very long period of time, like in our marriage, mm-hmm. we were very bad at this, like really bad. Who? Like we, us. Both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, we I thought you were just saying I was bad at. It. I would say listener validate. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, no, and so it, it always cracks me up when I think about it now because even still times, this is something that has to be practiced over and over. Uh, it's not something that you're ever like, oh yeah, like. You never graduate. No. You're never the master at listening to people's opinions that you don't agree with. Yeah. It's like a daily decision because we come in contact with multiple different people in a day, right? And more, some we have deeper relationships than others, but it's one of those things. And I think that's part, um, too, of empathy, right? And humility. Yes. Have humility to listen to someone else, to be able to hear another viewpoint yeah. or or a different thing, to be able to validate, oh, like, okay, I hear that, think on it, yeah. at least take it in, um, even if you still don't agree at the end, but maybe you get another perspective and are able to see something a bit more clearly, right? But also to see where that person's coming from. I mean, that's like a, that I feel like, even though we don't do this often, but that is like the base of, basis of like a good human, right? Yeah. <laughs> that we would be able to look at someone and try to understand them and love them and, and hear them out. Yeah, and, and that goes on to my next thing because that really is the essence of humility is just being able to be honest and admit that I, my opinion is just one side of the coin. Mm. And there's a whole other side of things that really matter and that are really real. I feel like the easiest kind of situation to kind of talk through this is if you've ever been in the car with a backseat driver or someone who's always like saying, oh, do this, do this. And it yeah, can be really frustrating, that's me. right? Like that's me. Right? Yeah. Well, that it I is am, kind of you. Kind of, yeah, it's yeah. true. But, but you do it in a loving way sometimes. So I think <laughs> that uh, I think that what's what is true about that is I think, yeah, backseat drivers, could they learn more discernment on timing and tone? But I think at the end of the day, if you ignore the backseat driver because you're the driver, you're the, hello, I'm the driver. I'm the one who's the master of this. I'm in charge. Then when you actually back up into a stop sign or go off the road or hit the car in front of you that put their brake lights on because you didn't listen to the backseat driver, I think that that's the cost mm. when you don't have humility within your friendships, within your family, within your marriage. Because when people bring their opinion to the table and you shut it down because you don't agree with it, there's a strong possibility that you could crash and burn in that circumstance or in that relationship. And they're trying to warn you, but you're just not seeing it. Mm. Right. And I think that that's really, really big. Right. And without humility, I mean, you're going to learn humility in the failure, hopefully. Right. But the hope is that you would have humility before the failure enough to listen and say, yeah, let me consider that. Let me think through that. 
Yeah. Right? It's okay. Now, I have a few of these, so we got to keep moving. So the other one is priority. Uh, I believe that healthy relationships treat the relationship with priority. Yeah. Right? Because it's just, this is the biggest comparison I can say. Relationships are like your body. Right? And if I don't work out for a month, and if I eat, you know, fast food three times a day and snacks and I'm not sleeping well mm. and I'm not, and I'm doing a lot of unhealthy, I am going to feel it. My yeah. body will get sick. I won't be able to fit in my clothes anymore. I won't have energy. I will feel like trash. Mm. But we don't treat our relationships with a priority. We just go on autopilot yeah. and then we wonder why there's breakdown. Yeah. Right. We don't, we don't, healthily manage friendships. We don't healthily manage the relationship with our parents or our kids or our spouse. And then when there's a breakdown, we're like, where is this coming from? Well, this is coming because you haven't done anything to invest in this relationship. Mm. There's no equity. It's bankrupt. Yeah. Right. And I think that if you don't learn to prioritize your relationship on a daily, weekly basis, yeah. it's going to be bankrupt. Yeah. I can totally see that. It's, I feel like for some reason with relationships, that's something that we kind of put on autopilot a lot of the times. And we don't, I don't know, put intentionality behind it. You know, we see the same people maybe over and over every day, whether it's our spouse, our kids, the people, our coworkers, and we just kind of go on autopilot. Yeah. We don't even see them half the time, right? Yeah. We're just walking past trying to get something done. Yeah. Well, we act like toddlers. That's how mm. toddlers act because mm. the world is all about them, mm. right? But I feel like a part of growing up is realizing that the world isn't just about you and your agenda. Yeah. Right? And it's important to prioritize other people and the relationships you have yes. with them. Yeah, and just have that intentionality behind it to see them and That's to, good. to think about them. All right, now let's get into the things that can break down the relationship, which is the actually the funny thing is the first point is actually the last point on the things that are good in a relationship, which it is that autopilot. That's actually what I wrote down. So I mm. love it that you said that, Janae. Look at that. And it shows that we are so in sync. We're sync. I didn't and so know tuned in. That that was his next point, people. I did not know. We really bring perfect exemplary like illustration to that one flesh. Thirteen years of marriage. It's amazing. So I would say that distraction is, is the enemy to a great relationship. And when I mean distraction, it's the things that get in the way of making it a priority. Yeah. Right now, let's just talk about distraction. What could distraction look like? What could some distraction be? Could work be a distraction? For sure. For sure. Could, what, in fact, what else? I think work, people would say that's one of probably their main distractions. The main distractions. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, when you're thinking about inner office relationships, how easy is it to sacrifice an inner office relationship for your work? Yeah. To try to get ahead, to try to step over or step on someone, right? To put the relationship under your desire or agenda in business. That's really hard. Yeah. Right. What about in marriage? What could be a distraction in marriage? Um, I mean, I guess if you had kids. Kids. Yeah, and, and that, I think that that's probably the most real one because I think that uh, a father and a mother, they want to pour things into their kids naturally and they want to yeah. be with them, but they don't miss that the fact that creating a healthy space for a relationship in the marriage is going to create 
the culture of healthy relationship with their kids in the home. Well, yeah. And the hard thing is, too, is no one wants to call their kids a distraction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to call my kids a distraction. I don't mind it so much, actually. Yeah, I know. We're different, yeah. though. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we're very different. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't want to call my kids a distraction. But you kind of have to look at every relationship as its own thing, As right? its own thing. And so when you think of, well, the marriage relationship, well, with your kids, you know, running around and oftentimes we're putting priority on that yeah. and we're not kind of nurturing and working on the, the marriage relationship, well then, yeah, and we're like kind of being distracted by this as if this is like more or whatever, then obviously it it is a distraction. But are your kids like, it does it not in a negative way. Oh, like they're distractions, but they do take up time. Right. Yeah. And they do take energy um, and they do want your attention. And so this is what's so crazy is going back to the body reference that relationships are like your body. Mm -hmm. If you take care of your body, what do you have? Way more energy. Yep. Way more emotional capacity. Yeah. Way less stress. Mm -hmm. Right. If you don't take care of your marriage. Yes you're not going to be able to take care of your kids completely because you're, if you do take care of your marriage, you're going to have emotional capacity to listen to them yeah. complain and throw fits. You are going to have the physical energy because you're just going to be energized. You're going to feel great. You're going to feel inspired to be able to run around and be with your kids physically. It's going to help you. Yeah. And there can be unity with your partner. Yeah, right? exactly. You're not and thinking about so that healthier. argument because you haven't been, connecting and your, your relationship isn't good. Um, and I would say the same thing, even in a work environment, mm -hmm. right? Going back to that example, if you're prioritizing relationship in business, right? Then there's a synergy that happens. There's a greater perspective that happens. There's teamwork that happens. Yeah. I love the illustration. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with people. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes we'll step on someone to go fast, we'll step over someone to go fast or get something accomplished quickly in business, mm -hmm. right? But the fact of the matter is, is we're so limited. But if we value the relationship and we commit to that one another person and we have that mutual trajectory, man, we can go so much further, mm. so much further than we could have alone. Yeah. Right. So that is, that is, there. you have to treat it like a priority. You have to treat it like a priority. Okay. Another one, ulterior motives ulterior motives, leveraging the relationship to get something you want. So destructive for a relationship. Yeah. Leveraging the relationship. I'll just talk about some of the ones I see. Uh, personal affirmation, right? Running to a relationship because you want to, you want that personal affirmation. You want that person to feed your insecurities. You want that person to make you feel good about yourself. You want that, that personal, I think that can be one. Another one, money. Right, leveraging a relationship, especially networking in a business, because you wanna you wanna be around someone, you wanna be in a relationship one that can help you financially, mm. or that can in a business sense that can be there as a, an investor, and you're not you're at that point you're not prioritizing the relationship. Another one, obviously, sex, right? Sex, like I'll be honest, and when I was in theology school, mm -hmm. and I was hanging out with all these awesome young early 20s American Christians, yeah. I would say 90% of the guys were looking for at marriage as a reason why to be able to have sex without like being sinning, like sinful, yeah, right? Or sure. sinning, right? And it's like, then with that perspective, like that, that diminishes marriage to something so small, yeah, right? And marriage is so much bigger than that, 
right? But I think that when sex is your ulterior motive in your marriage, then you diminish all the other beautiful things about marriage. You don't mm. value those as much. Um, and that kind of creates like, it really could, it could create that ulterior motive, whatever it is, as an idol above the relationship. Yeah. And I don't think that's healthy either. No, I don't think so. And really, I, I guess what we would want to leave people with, and I think, you know, remind each other of, uh, is just that relationships really, they are worth something. They are. They add On to our own. lives. Yeah, they, they really do. Really, if you take out relationship, we would just be walking around. You know what I mean? Has anyone watched I Am Legend? No I one know. wants to be alone in he New York City. the German Shepherd. And then the German Shepherd, didn't die? Yeah. Or did it survive the whole time? I can't remember. Yeah. You know what's amazing about I Am Legend is as soon as he got in a relationship, which remember he found the woman and the kid? Yes. You remember the first yeah, thing that I happened? Yeah, totally remember. What's the first thing that happened when they got back to his house? I don't remember. You don't remember. <laughs> you know what happened? I don't remember that is she specific. cooked his bacon. Oh. And remember he was upset. Yeah. And he was like, dang it, I was saving that bacon, right? And she cooked his bacon because he was passed out on the couch. What a beautiful illustration of relationships. Yeah, but he also had not been working on relationships for a very long time. He had been alone. Do you I'm know just what I mean? saying it's so funny because that's like we need relationships. And he was probably so happy to have her around. And yeah. be, but at the same time, there's still the cost. He lost the bacon. He lost the bacon. <laughs> and we see that you do need to work on relationships or you can get relationally weird. You can get weird. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though, I mean, I loved... I loved him, and I was really sad when he died at the end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought he was going to survive. So I would say that that is a great place to close on. Those are the two points. Number yeah. one is you can't go into the relationship without knowing that there's going to be a cost, mm -hmm. right? You can't ever think, oh, because there, it's, it's going to be a cost, you, that, then I'm going to miss the value and the beauty. You don't want to be like that. But you should have a healthy sobriety to know, like, this is going to cost me, and that's okay because yeah. it's worth it. This person is worth it. This relationship is worth it, right? And I would say that number two is if you grew up in a family where relationship wasn't valued, then you're probably a little bit like I Am Legend and you might be a little relationally weird. You might be a little messed up relationally mm. and you got to own that and say, hey, this is going to be maybe even more challenging to me than it would be somebody else, but it's worth doing the work. Yeah, I want to grow. I want to grow yeah. and I want to get better. Um, just on the scope of marriage, just really quickly. And I would want to say this because marriage is one of those like, hello, Mac daddy, long life relationships, right? Uh, I would say that we shouldn't approach relationships thinking, um, this is challenging for me. So it's not worth it. And then stepping away from the relationship because it's too hard. When we approach relationships and we get that opportunity to grow, I would say that we should see it as an actual opportunity to grow and say, man, thank you, God, for a relationship that is challenging me, that isn't just easy, and that can push me to the point that maybe nothing else could push me to, to get me to the point where I can become the best version of myself. Right? And I would say that I would hope that that's a takeaway for anybody who's dealing with hard relational issues, that it is that chance and sometimes a once in a lifetime chance to become that best version of you. Right? But that's it. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you next time.